When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Back to the challenge rider dies wrap up podcast for episode five. I am Brian Cohn. Brittany is a super eager and ready to dive right into it. Alex, how are you? Brian, I'd like to be able to be like, Welcome back. How are you? We got to talk about Nelson, like, really ease into this week. You were in here. What the hell did I just watch? Like, make it make sense. Yeah, I mean. I can't from Jay Michelle's perspective. I can from the edit perspective. This was, was another one where things were teed up nicely along the way. Some confessionals like, oh, I'm definitely going to be safe. Oh, we definitely should plan what we should do if we pick the safe thing. They really teed up the storylines. I don't understand the outcome of any of these storylines, but they at least made sense from the editing perspective. Well, they have to. Like, at least they gave us that. And, and I want to be clear, I really enjoyed this episode. And we've gotten some negative feedback not for us we're perfect but we've like i think some people listeners seem to be a little down on the season to be clear i'm enjoying myself but like if the edit didn't make sense on top of the gameplay not making sense then we'd really be struggling so good to call that out thank you thank you to the edit we appreciate you yeah you know we're getting a little um i mean michelle we we, we really enjoyed her she was only on what was that? i think she got bumped like second or third episode of her first season this is morphing into a little bit of like jt in heroes villains and like game changers where it's like the shine is a little off his uh his first couple seasons he wins he's looking great he's the star of the show and now he's playing a little bit more and he's doing weird stuff he's sending notes to russell and now michelle is doing all this weird stuff, like, the luster's falling off a little bit on the Michelle wagon here. Hold on. Is that what Michelle's story has been? That she's, like, the star of the challenge, and now she's well, only now she's know, falling like, for break? She, she, you know, she wins her first season. She comes back. She makes it to the end again. Everyone's super high on Michelle. She's uh, looking like a great, great survivor play, a great reality TV competitor. She gets bumped early from the challenge. Okay, you can excuse it. And now she's doing a lot of weird stuff this season that's not making sense at all. And it's like calling me the question of like her game acumen. Here's what's fascinating about this to me. And, and look, like I've, I've been um, dogged before for saying nothing bad about Michelle by Michelle. So, but like <laughs> the don't listen to this episode. No, and it's not bad about Michelle personally. And I think, all of that's still true. Like, I don't think, you know, being paranoid. Cause, all right. If I have to Mitch watch Michelle's game on this season of the challenge, it's like you you came to the challenge. You didn't perform well. Not not like in, in a bad way, but like you didn't sort of make En-Roads. And you're not used to losing. And you show up and you feel like your interests are diametrically opposed from your partners. And you feel like you've made some inroads and you're getting punished for your partner, Jay, by someone you love and trust, Nani, even if it's misplaced. And like, not only do you feel like an outsider and you felt like an outsider in the challenge before, but it was confirmed to you in like the first chance. And, and you're just, you're read, you can't trust your own reads. Like I can maybe put myself in the shoes of like 
a very paranoid like person on the outside and I respect the confessional she's giving like in retrospect mm-hmm. she's admitting it was a mistake like didn't go well wouldn't want to do it that I, like I, I want to put that out there before I absolutely aggressively nitpick every decision that she made this episode oh and I wouldn't even say nitpick I would say it's pick right <laughs> But what I it find so fascinating is like, what was their first rub between Jess, uh, Jess, Jay and Michelle, like episode two or whatever. And it looked like Michelle was like, had the right read and Jay was kind of going rogue. But like, you could kind the of Jay and John, it was the Jay and Johnny stuff, I think. Right. Like Jay wanted to side with uh, with Johnny and go down with the rookie batch. I think that was what um, the splinter from that was. Yeah. And, you know really now jay i am ironically the highest i've ever been on jay in any challenge season he's been on which is not that many but not that few and actually i think it's literally a few he was on three right Mm -hmm. Um, Right. exactly exactly the exact definition of few but but like i'm so high on his reads this season i think everything he wanted to do was exactly what he was supposed to do and his downfall was that he didn't spill blood for it. He sort of let Michelle get her way. Yeah. And I think, I mean, he kind of said at the end where he's like, you know, you're better at this than I am, which the precedent would say that she is in past reality TV experience, but the challenge is it's its own thing. And it's amazing for Michelle where you would think like her strongest asset, right. Would be her social good. That's like how she was presented. That's how everyone views her. If they, if they were coming in here and they just got like dominated in the physical challenges, and they couldn't do it. It's like, okay, you can kind of move on. But we all thought she would be such a good social player. And to have the same feedback, like if you hear somebody once, it's one thing, but that everyone in the interrogation be like, why wouldn't you just have this conversation with me? We could have straightened this out. Just have a conversation with me. Why wouldn't you check in with me? Like the, the rule number one on one on Survivor is you check in with people and that, that she couldn't translate that to the challenge is so mind-numbing for Michelle that she fell so off on what made her great. And now it's like she can't have a simple conversation with anyone. And now she's like having an existential reality TV competitor crisis before, uh, right after all these decisions. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's a great point. I, again, in her defense, I feel like she's getting a little bit gaslit by the vets there in that like, my issue is not so much that she didn't just like dap up with everybody, like dap everyone up, whatever. Like it's more that, which is true and valid. And she definitely, I think she and Jay both misunderstood the format. Like you can't use the interrogation as a way to make relationships in the way you used right. to, because you're making everyone vulnerable. That said, they are at the bottom of the Vet Alliance. They were told as much by the king and queen of the Vet Alliance, Bananas and Nani. And, like, instead of accept, like, to me, it's not that they should have made more deals with the vets who already put them at the bottom. It's that she should have been willing to let those relationships go in favor of relationships that maybe she didn't feel as sound in. But that's really you've got to be willing to go with the flow of the season. And that's the flow of the season for her is that her and Jay work with the rookies and coast on the Jack relationship. Like the fact that her gut mistrust, her guts us of Laurel trumped Jay's really good friendship with Jack. It's just, I, I don't know. Like she couldn't, she was inflexible is, is really, I think the issue is she had one, she thought the season was going to go one way. It was going another and she couldn't kind of abandon her plan. Yeah. And it's a good point that you said about it, the, the, the way this interrogation works. This is not where you can bring these people in, have the conversation and strike the deal. There is no deal to strike. You're, you already called it. You already made your shot at that when you, once you bring them in the room, because they are for elimination, whether you're, you vote them in as the one person or not, they still have that uh, fluke chance in the draw that they might be going in. So you, that, that is not the moment for striking up long-term deals or anything. Every, any type of deal you would need to strike had to be made before the interrogation. And that, I, I don't know how that got lost in translation for, for Jay and Michelle, that the fact they were, they were seemingly that unprepared going into it, but that's like what cost them. Like these are the types of deals and conversations you have to have before, even before you win. Obviously, and again, this is the type of thing that Michelle 
should know, like, you don't wait till you're in power. You don't wait till you have immunity to make deals and do things up. You put the groundwork in ahead of time. So you have the agency that makes the move. You don't wait till you have the, like, it's just unbelievable for Michelle to like miss out on the the uh, fatal issue. And ironically, like the one time that would have been appropriate is with bananas and Nani, where they seem to understand the concept that like, we're not even touching bananas and Nani. Mm -hmm. Therefore they'll feel like they owe us. It will be implied. We don't need to discuss it, but everybody else, we have to put a target on them and discuss them. But if they Mm -hmm. had brought Nani, that's her name. Why? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Nani and bananas <laughs> in and then said, we will put you to the draw. We will spare you if you give us one week of safety or whatever. Then I understand cutting the deal at that point. The only team that they could have cut a retroactive deal with is the team that they left on. Right. And you, if you're going to do this whole thing of sparing them, at least have the conversation beforehand. They pick up the vibe to be like, will they actually follow through with this? Let's present to them an option of like, oh, all right, we won't put you in. And like, I'm sure they're going to agree, but like, first of all, hey, make sure they do agree. And just, again, pick up a vibe of how they are agreeing. Like, try to get a read on them. Will they actually follow through? Don't be like, after the fact, oh, by the way, we didn't vote you in, uh, so you owe us one. I mean, Bananas kind of seemed like he would go along with it, but I mean, that means nothing to him. What does he care? He might just bring them along because he thinks he could beat them. But you had that conversation beforehand. You don't do that after. You, you get the you get the understanding if that's even a deal worth making. I'd be very curious to understand sort of the pacing of the episodes and like the timing of things because like, again, if I have to get to my most generous self, growth, it's like... <laughs> What are the, like, does anybody think Jay and Michelle can really win? Like, is anyone going to take those conversations and those deals seriously before they're in power? How much time do they have between coming back to the house once they, like, is there any time between when they've won and who they're nominating to have conversations? I do know because nobody's ever seemingly referenced it, but like, I do think as we've dissected in the last few episodes, like it's a fundamental flaw in the format. And so to the extent that like there was, I I get why Jay and Michelle can't really be cutting deals left and right when they haven't won because they haven't demonstrated any value, but this is the wrong play. Yeah. And then even like, I, I would totally understand them going after bets and let's say they even wanted to, you know, try to mend the fence with Bananas and Nadia. I can even get that. But then, like, the vets, and they, and they toss in a rookie team, like, they were just so all over the map on decision-making. Like, if you wanted to try to cut in to a vet group that you're not going to break into, Darrell and Veronica certainly aren't that. They've made it clear to themselves. They're the lone outsiders on the vets. There's nothing to break in there. You're tossing in another rookie team. They're clearly on the outside. And then it's just Jordan and Issa. Like, how do you not go after like Devin and Tori, how do you not go after Casey and Kevin people that are absolutely not going to be siding with you. And you can try to force this really tight group to have to make a difficult decision on who they're saving. Maybe that'll break something up for a later vote. Something like going after what, what they did. does absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, let's get right into it. Cause I'm just like to, uh, and you mentioned it already. Like the whole pre-challenge really is like Chekhov's intro. It's like they're, they're world building. Like they're, they're showing you yeah. every relationship that's about to implode or be tested through the episode, which, you know, I was fine with, but Kyle Picard wrote, like, could they have made any, and I'm not even looking at my notes. So Kyle, it's just off my memory. If I misquote you basically, like, could they have made any worse nominations? And the only nomination I thought was sound, which you seem to also be talking about, is Jordan and Anissa. Because, and of course, that was Jay's idea. Like, I, I'm I'm not the most pro-Jay right. person, but today I, I am, like, getting a tattoo on my forehead for Jay. Uh, levels of right. loyalty and fandom. But, but Anissa, Jay seemed to be understanding of, like, people we don't have a connection to, who we are un- undoubtedly at the bottom of their list, and they're not winning challenges. So even if they come back, they don't really have the power. And I think Jordan and Anissa are definitely capable of winning, but they're still a big shot at a team that's like not putting up W's every week. Like Jay and Michelle can win, but aren't likely to mm-hmm. win the next three in a row. Everybody else, like 
this isn't even revisionist history because Laurel and Jack win the elimination and survive. But like, truly, I was like, what was their best case scenario? And even in their best mm-hmm. case scenario, the outcome is still shit for them because it's like you're saying, it's a half measure because it's a shot at Tori and Devin without actually taking a shot at them. So they're pissed anyway. So you might as well bring them down, even though they have a chance of winning eliminations. Like, I think Bananas mm-hmm. and Nani, insane. That would have been a freebie because you know what? You're not getting the IOU from them, but you're going to be in that spot every time, no matter what. So it doesn't really matter who you piss off. And at least you could sort of cut a deal, like we said five seconds ago, and be like, can we call it even if I don't put you directly in? And Casey right. and, and Kenny, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go, keep, go, go ahead. And exactly what you said, Casey and Kenny would be a perfect shot. That's the four. You basically took a shot at your only ally who's working with a veteran in Jack and Laurel, who are also sort of untethered or at least connected to Horacio, who you're friends with. Darrell and, and Veronica, who are quote unquote free agents, although I don't really know how true that is. And the only other person in front of you in the firing squad, Kim and Colleen, who you ultimately take out. It just, what was their best case scenario? Yeah, I I think the best, I guess the best case scenario would have been if Kim and Colleen beat Laurel, like how everything went down and Kim and Colleen win. Or I I, I don't even know. There's no good scenario. This presented no good outcomes for them. Um, it, It just atrociously bad atrociously bad decision making and again it's so frustrating because jay really was right on the right on the nose to start the deliberations like let's use this to gain leverage with kim and colleen we can bring them in we have to break up this like that group that we're certainly not going to get in at anytime soon i can't trust bananas all he, all he does is pull the wool over my eyes or other people's eyes we have to go after him he was right on the button on everything and somehow he didn't get his way on any of the issues, and it went horribly wrong. Only like even if he got his way on like one of the things, it could could have been salvaged. Where if they just didn't cost him, even like the rookies building lines with them. But this was such a crucial win for Jam Michelle. This could have set them up so well if they played their cards right. Where there was a clear vet group they could have gone after. I, I really would have been fine trying to build this relationship with bananas and nine, because I don't think having them under side, even in a facade is a bad thing. I think it's, it, I, I kind of agree with Michelle there. It's worth taking that chance. And then you could have used that to reestablish the connection you need to have with Laurel. Jay did the, the legwork with a total stranger and Jack, all Michelle has to do is not blow it up with, with Laurel and Laurel might respect you now more because you, you won and Laurel usually goes towards the people who win. So once you showed you could win, the opening is right there. This was such a perfect time for Jay and Michelle to win where they really could have like established a new coalition of like get, of really setting themselves up for at least the next few weeks. And they just completely blew with the smithereens. And now I would be absolutely stunned if they are not in the elimination next week. So sorry. So you think they shouldn't have put in Bananas and Nani? No, I, I, think, I think the move was putting, I think the four teams they should have put in, Devin and Tori, Casey, uh, Anissa and Jordan and I would have also put in Fessy because now you're forcing like that Fessy, Casey, Tori, Anissa quartet someone has to take a shot at someone in like that little quartet and then maybe you could leverage a Bananas relationship because there's a good chance he's going to win and then maybe he will toss you a bone for one week and I'm fine I don't know that, how otherwise you, put in really, Casey, uh, you really have no one I don't know how you put in Casey and you get away with a week of safety from from Nani, like well, that's maybe like, and you, you don't vote them in, like you you vote in, you know, Anissa and Jordan or something like that. So you're not voting in Casey, and kind of like try to get I, a salvage pass. I still think that doesn't make a difference. Like I think putting anyone up for elimination, unless you do it artfully, is putting a hit on them. So I think. I, I get it that, like, look, if Bananas and Nani win the next three eliminations and stay true to this, but, like, to your point, they didn't have a deal, at least that we saw with them, mm-hmm. to even, like, it's like giving someone $100 and then being like, but you're going to give me your car, whatever. Like, it's just like, no, <laughs> like, thanks $100, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's this weird energy in the house for the same reason that Michelle talked Jay into having to take the hit at Johnny. Uh, like, Everybody thinks you're a doofus, including Bananas and Nani, for not putting them in. So I think they just lose a layer of credibility 
immediately by not taking that move. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to put Casey in, then like, I think you've kind of split the baby in a way that doesn't lead to any yeah. results. But regardless, the three, I think three of the, I don't know how you can get worse than the three of the four choices they've been with Darrell, <laughs> uh, with Darrell, uh, Kim and Colleen and, um, and Laurel. Like those are the, I think three worst choices you could make. It's even so telling. I think we had the only interesting interrogation we've ever had with uh, Veronica mm-hmm. and Daryl didn't say anything. So it was really just Veronica and um, the Burger King and Queen. And it's like, mm-hmm. Ver- you know, Michelle is like, we're trying to like keep our numbers. Jay immediately pivots that and is like, no, no, we're trying to expand our numbers. You guys right. can come in and work with us. And then Veronica's like, okay, cool. If you want to do either of those things, riddle me that, like looking at the board, how you're accomplishing that here. And so again, it's just like, it, it's almost like they drew names out of a hat and tried to convince people that there was a method to it because it just, mm-hmm. I can't even get into a place where I understand why they made these moves. No, that, it, it makes, it's so preposterously bad. And I mean, everyone, everyone's calling them out. And even like, Anissa was like, yeah, I kind of guess why I'm in here, but like none of the other people <laughs> make sense. Like this, this makes no sense. Please explain it to me. And like they had no explanation. And like you could tell like as it was going through, like I, they both of them must have been having immediate buyer's remorse because they were they were normally you, when you're in that position, you think you would be the one trying to extract information from everyone else. They're the ones divulging everything. They they didn't gain a single piece of information from any of the people there. They were totally a backpedaling. They were totally on the defensive for each and every person that came in all the way to the end with Laurel and Jack, which was an abomination of like a power situation. So uh, it, from the decision-making to leveraging to anything, it was just so bad from, from top to bottom. And then here's the other thing that was crazy is like, again, when they decide to throw in Jack and Laurel, now part of me is like Laurel, applaud a round of applause for Jack because Jack, like he does with the mole information about the mole, Jack pockets his anger, acts mm-hmm. cool with Jay, acts exactly right because like the next the next phase of this is convincing the people who put you in that they can trust you back on the outside world if they don't send you directly into the elimination, Laurel. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Laurel gives them nothing. Laurel is comedy gold entertainment, but like strategically yeah. a disaster here, the way she handles it. So maybe what I'm about to say is wrong because maybe like the bridge was so burned with Laurel that there was nothing they could do. But like to me, to leave both Anissa and Jordan and Veronica and Darrell, you know, I think they claim to be fans of the challenge, but to leave two like de- teams who have decades between them of experience in the challenge left to pull daggers you're basically begging for Kim and Colleen to go in and Kim and Colleen should be the last team that you want in so not yeah. sending Darrell and I actually think if they had sent in Anissa and Jordan and Darrell pulls that safe dagger that there's a really good chance Darrell and Veronica save the rookie rookie team in that scenario over Laurel and Jack. And so like they basically sealed the deal that their worst outcome would happen by putting in their only friend. Yeah. Especially because they didn't do any of the legwork themselves to try to establish saving Kim and Colleen. It wasn't like they went up to Darrell and Veronica and like offer them, all right, we won't vote you in, but if you pull the safe, save Kim and Colleen and they didn't do it vice versa to Kim and Colleen. They were just, I guess they were just indifferent on who went in because if they really care, like that's at least something you could pitch in the interrogation. I'm like, all right, we won't vote you in, but if you pull the safe, we want you to save this person. They didn't make that pitch to anyone. It was only because Veronica also kind of sussed out where uh, she felt her and Darrell stood that she even considered making that move to go after uh, Anissa, but that certainly wasn't uh, anything that Jay and Michelle were pushing at all. <sighs> Even if I, again, I really tried to dig deep in the 15 minutes we've had since I watched the episode, like, even if Michelle is making a bid of, like, I'm, I am back on the show. Jay and Michelle are both sort of back by the skin of their teeth. Like, their big, 
well, Jay beats CT in an elimination and that becomes sort of his calling card of like, he survived eliminations like the Maccabees. Like he only had, you know, eight days in the challenge or one day in the challenge and he somehow made it last eight by like continuing to go into elimination. Um, that was a really mixed metaphor. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But, and Michelle is there sort of, I think, on the backs of being a survivor player with big potential and a big fan base in the survivor community but like they're both more or less cast on the show like i think by the skin of their teeth so maybe michelle's coming in here looking to make a more permanent home in the challenge but even then wouldn't a rivalry with bananas and nani even if you go out next week be more of a justification to bring you back than this move yeah, I, I I can't get behind yeah a theory of like this was trying because if you're trying to make like a name for yourself, you wouldn't then be trying to immediately mend fences with Laurel, right? Like you would like double down on it and like go after her or want her to go like with her trying to mend fences and have that conversation. That says to me like she knows she screwed up really badly and was trying to immediately try to fix it and keep it alive and like keep her relationship with Laurel going forward. So. I, this to me, I can't think of any explanation other than she got caught up in her own head of her of her paranoia, and it just absolutely incepted her own brain and caused her to make three really bad decisions. And I do I believe that Laurel is frosty to her, and you know, nice and friendly to a lot of other people in front of her. Absolutely, I believe that. <laughs> like, I mm. believe that Laurel hasn't said two words to her and treats her badly. You know, like, I believe the worst version of whatever made Michelle feel this way. But, like, you know, Michelle has a hard time, I think, trusting Jay and, like, trusting that Jay's relationships will take them far enough. And she, but she already made that mistake this season. She believed in her relationship with Nani more than Jay's relationships yep. with the rookies, it burned her once and then she let it burn her again. And that's what's frustrating yeah. about it. Yeah. And that's, I guess what comes from like not really knowing the people. Cause that to me just seems like Laurel to a T is like, unless you're like in her inner circle, she probably would seem like to be a colder person to you if you don't really know her. But if you're in her inner circle, she's bubbly and friendly. So maybe not bubbly. I don't think anyone's ever described Laurel as bubbly, but nice and friendly. <laughs> And I loved her. She was like, maybe because I'm just friendly, like whatever. Um, but to your point about knowing people, like, yeah, that was my reaction is like, I, I don't in what in what world do you think you're going to make this move against Laurel and salvage anything with her? And Jack, I mean, put it perfectly. I could not relate to somebody on television more when he said, I've never gotten over anything anyone has ever done to me. And yeah. like, that's what you across. Laurel was the original with like the notebook of like crossing people's names out with stars and skulls next to them of whoever like crossed her before. Like that was that's her trademark. So no, well, let alone if I mean you can say the wrong thing about her in the club and she'll like go that against you. Let alone putting her in for elimination. You thought the shadow ban was bad. Uh, mm. No, I mean, like, do we go back? Where do we go from here? Like, I'm just like. It's really interesting because, again, I thought overall it was a really good episode. It just feels like a missed opportunity. And to take it back to what I was saying about a a lot of our listener questions were around, like, are we ever getting out of this, like, that dominance? So we got a question from Alec uh, Marinaro. Marinaro. The MTB app suggests there will be 22 episodes a season. Hold on to your butts. What can they do to actually keep this season entertaining and not just turn it into a steamroll for the same bets we've seen for five seasons now? Well, I mean, the one good outcome of this is that another rookie rookie team to go home. Like, so there's one less on the picking order, pecking order for uh, people to go after with Kim and Colleen. So they're gone. So there's one less, um, which I think is actually the last rookie rookie team left Horacio and Olivia right okay so one more but but they're they've really established themselves I think almost uh as almost like pseudo vet teams with the bonds that they're starting to make so outside of that that was I mean you're gonna again because then when you start to list four teams people are gonna have to be put in there that didn't necessarily want to be put in there even if it is like a Nelson uh and a Norris like someone like that but like they're in the mix to go into elimination um so th- th- just because you got to nominate four teams, like we're pretty close to like things just having to happen because of that. 
Well, here was my thought too with it, um, as opposed to every other thought I've already said. I'm like, here's one thought I've had. Um, how much longer can it even be for teams though? Which is another reason I think I tried to get out of it, but now I'm back to how bad of a move this was, is like, it kind of can't continue to be four teams getting put up that much longer. So what do we got? 12, 11 teams left now? Like, uh, oh, I obviously said that with no basis of understanding of how many teams are left, but it just feels like it can't keep being four teams for that much longer. Well, maybe TJ will feel friendly and maybe even more teams <laughs> will just start showing up. <laughs> and, uh, we'll never we'll never get out of it. Uh, but let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams. Yeah, so I think you can keep going for another couple of weeks, and then it'll probably drop down to three teams, or maybe we'll just totally revamp the format, and it'll be totally different. So always, I still think we have to be going well. to individual at some point. In which case, this will be an even better story for Jay and Michelle if they should survive that long. Yeah, it just again, it's just so frustrating because I was so happy when they won because I was so worried when. If it was going to be Tori and Devin, if they win, it would be a pretty straightforward, another straightforward week where it would be pretty clear who the teams would be. And I was so happy that Jay and Michelle won. I was like, yes, things are really going to open up. We're going to have four vet teams in there. We're going to have some crucial decision-making about who's going to be safe. And then, obviously, we you know talked about it the first 25 minutes. It was just stunning to see the developments that, that came from there. Yeah, it was a bummer. And, and you know what's interesting about it is, like, it was a bummer, but it, not in the normal way. Like, I feel like sometimes we have hope and then it's like, oh my God, how did they end up with like three rookie teams? Like they still like took shots. They just took dumb shots and ended up with the worst possible result, like the worst possible outcome. Yeah, because it wasn't even fun shots because then everyone was in the interrogation. Like, why am I here? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> it wasn't like anger shots or like manipulated shots. It was like, what did you do? <laughs> why, why is this happening? <laughs> Speaking of why is this happening, taking it back just slightly to some of the stuff we missed here, um, Mm -hmm. Bananas and Mariah, I'm to believe that that's that's Bananas is coming up with a showmance again? I think it's only happening because I said, like, he doesn't do this type of stuff that much, and then just despite me, they just, like, had this happen on the show. Um, But yeah, so they've got, like, what was it, three different love couples? I think Mariah's mom called him a sneaky snake to look out for him. That was pretty funny. I love that Mariah's mom is the challenge fan of the family. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> we should have a phone of friends so they can get like uh, insights into more of the people. Like, mom, Laurel's on this season. How do I act when she's like being cold to me? And they'll be like, ah, oh, that's just Laurel. Don't do anything stupid. Like vote her into elimination. That's like how long the challenge has been on is that a mother of the contestant can be advising about bananas. <laughs> that's how yeah. long bananas has been on the show. <laughs> she like double her age I guess it's crazy I mean Bananas been on the show for 15 years so it's not you know it's not too crazy um I really thought the emo party was fun it ends up being sort of undone by Jay and uh um Jax's breakup but I liked that as a theme party yeah this was like very all-stars-esque this was like challenge 2005-esque this was this was good this was a good time I'm glad they included something like this um, that again, like it, we didn't. I didn't need anything strategic to come out. I didn't need like a fight to come out. I just wanted to see them having fun. It's something we've missed. I feel like in the last few seasons, sometimes. So I'm glad they included uh, stuff like this. And it seemed like again, people really got into it. I guess this was like one of the pre-planned parties that they had because they kind of had the stuff all ready to go. So uh, they were uh, were set. I mean, that's a generous interpretation because pretty much if you have eyeliner and you could swoop your hair over, that's like, I mean, Darrell's interpretation of it was like the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just wearing a big earring and all black. Can we also just talk about for a second that there's this weird stigma about Darrell and Veronica being like the late joiners. They're the late joiners. But Bananas and Nani and Jordan and Issa are late joiners. And there's been no like Oh, they're late. We have to toss them in. For, like, very, very odd dynamic, I feel like. A hundred percent. It's it's like we always say, like, they just want a reason. It's like, oh, you were the last to arrive. And I'm sorry, we just closed the boarding doors. Like, the last team just made it in time. And it's really like, you know, you'd speculated what would happen with Darrell and Veronica and where they would lie because they don't have as many friends on the season. And bananas and Nani do like beyond. 
And, and I am not know, spoiled, by the way. Just because I got <laughs> something right in a prediction doesn't mean I, I I'm spoiled. It just means the broken you. clock is right. <laughs> I don't want to dog you, but I think you're wrong. Good. Because that proves definitely not. But yeah. No, well, I mean, if they wanted to be. Just because I'm right, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Veronica and Darrell made a bad move against their game to go with the veterans this episode. Well, it's not yeah, it's not my fault. They're, I, I said what they should do. They're <laughs> okay. doing it <laughs> um, All right. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, <laughs> but like, and then Jordan, I was just going to say, Jordan and Nisa are obviously more well-connected. So, yeah, it's just like, it's convenience. It's like how everyone's going right. to dog Jay and Michelle now. And like, they were already going to. Right. You know you're in trouble when Amber is doing a cut to camera being like, she's so paranoid. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great look. <laughs> yeah, you got Amber calling you out. That's uh reevaluate things. Um, but let's not get to the Amber, it, it is a surprising Amber hasn't had much heat um for anything. Like she was such an outcast last time. I I don't know if people just have other targets, but or maybe she's like doing a better job of Staying a little more under the radar, but I, I would have thought she would be more of a focal point, even though she is a vet. But I almost think they view her as like the status of a rookie because of how much of an outcast she's been. But she's done a good job of kind of sliding in through the first five weeks. Yeah, I know Chauncey was popping off on Twitter recently about like the way the veteran women treat Amber. So like I don't know what's gonna continue to happen this season. But yeah, like we've definitely seen her more in the mix in the conversation earlier on. And she's been pretty under the radar, just like, you know, this was a great confessional for her to be like, yeah, totally, totally. And then go to camera and be like, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that show we can just get to the challenge. Like I, I, yeah. spoiler alert, I sort of know how you feel about it. Yeah, Royal Relay. Uh, the Great Burger King is back. It's the annual Burger King sponsorship challenge, just as. Uh, reliable as trivia and you know tj making fun of people falling it's burger king being a sponsor uh they did this in two heats each person had to swim out to collect a uh, giant puzzle piece in the water swim back and then they had to also kayak on really old looking kayaks apparently um and swim to the and kayak to the finish to complete the puzzle and uh two winners in each heat fastest time wins so I was behind in being able to start the episode and you told me, quote, uh, I said, quote, before I pulled up the text, I hadn't planned to pull up the text. You said, luckily, the daily can be watched on 4X. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a pretty slow moving uh, daily. Not, not a lot happened. I mean, I guess we get to see how everyone stands swimming and see Veronica. Not good swimmer, not good with direction. You could see Jay and Michelle killing it. The only part that I did enjoy was uh, TJ kind of breaking out his Jeff Probst props, uh, chops of narrating the challenge. I feel like we don't really hear him narrate challenges much, but we got to hear his commentary like, ooh, Jay's off to a great start, doing great. Veronica going the wrong way. Eh, it was appreciated. Did he sound like a chipmunk on 4X? <laughs> <laughs> he would have. Hey, going the wrong way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting tired of saying this shouldn't have been run into heats. Like, just get a smaller crown and smaller pieces, uh, smaller boats. I don't know. Um, I, I thought it, what I really liked about it, what I thought worked, is like that. You know, Fessy had to watch Mariah struggle in the boat and couldn't help her. Like that, each person had to like on their own do a part of it. We saw Jordan again, like engineer his way through or kind of struggle but get through the rowing um mm -hmm. which is always fascinating to see and and i agree like it wasn't like a mini final but it did like show some very important skills um you know olivia did great with the rowing but did not do so great with the the swimming and to me it really highlighted jay as like a breakout person who would probably do really well in a final who is built with the skill set for a final who is maybe not as built for the skill set of an elimination, like a reverse Anissa. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like this is his season if they stay in pairs to get to the final, but I would really like to see Jay perform in a final. 
Yeah, we don't normally see like we always have the the hope of seeing someone like him, like in that Kahara style of we think they can do decently in a final, but they just it's really hard for them to get there because that type of person is more likely to go into multiple eliminations and then they're more likely to get tripped up in one of them that they just run into a super physical one. So I would like to see it to see how he would do because I do I also think Michelle would do pretty well in a final. I don't think her stamina I think is pretty high and she obviously pretty good with puzzles and stuff. So I think she can do pretty well. So even as a team, I do think they could do pretty well. Uh, I just, it's just hard for them to get there. Yeah, it, like that more than back in the old days when people used to like be afraid to run against strong teams and would bring that's how like a Jay and Jenna get to the final. Um, yeah, I do think they could maybe like in an, in an earlier season, if they made it past a certain point, they'd probably get carried to the final because people weren't appreciating like the skill set required. But I think right. that's those days have passed. Yeah, um, yeah, less barring also a change of this format. It, it's kind of hard to like have that person skate on by. One other thing I want to say about the heats is like, I do think, you know, the second heat perform seemed to perform worse overall. Like, I don't think it's like on site, the, the less physical group, but just like seemed to struggle more, at least from the edit. And mm. I do think that matters. Like, I think having less, like it kind of seemed like, Tori and Devin were going to win the whole time. No, win that beat. It was. It was. Yeah, I mean, it, like it's hard to tell, like how they were doing compared to the first heat in terms of timing. Um, so I, I it was. I they edited it to me like I, I didn't know which heat was going faster. I know they did make it seem like Kim and Colleen were like about to win by seconds, but I don't know. I just was like, I feel like stiffer competition motivates you more. Like I'm done with the two heats. I'm done with it. Yeah, it seems like they like that, though. I feel like that's going to stick around here. They kind of like, they always like not having like a clear winner. They like having TJ announce, announce the winner so they could cut the commercial with, and the winner is, and then come back to it. Um. Oh, God, I have in my notes, if they go after rookies, I'll scream. Well, <laughs> it didn't, they didn't. Uh, oh, and then if they go after Lord, I'll scream. So it was really just a screaming match in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you get the confessional of Jack being like, "I'm feeling really good about Jay's win because that means I know I'm safe and I get because I got my good buddy there." Uh, make sure you pack your bags, Jack, because that is guaranteed to be going into elimination. I'm laughing so hard. I normally don't read my notes out verbatim, but I have in, in succession, in all caps. If they go after rookies, I'll scream. If they go after Laura, I'll scream. This is so stupid. These survivors better not piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, narrator, they pissed us off. <laughs> oh my god, I was screaming the whole time. Um, all right, but the good news is we already talked about the interrogation. Yeah, I mean, I don't think nothing really else helped other than again, just Jay and Michelle. Just, I mean, they just had no, they had no hand in any of the conversations. <laughs> no hand. Here's the one thing I have to add about this: is like it. <sighs> This this can't be real. Like this has to be the edit. But <laughs> Michelle seems to imply that she believes Laurel to have been the one behind Nani's decision to put them in. And when she said it, she was like, "She's the reason I went in the last time." And it was so confusing to me that I had to Google to see if Laurel was on. Spies, lies, and allies. Because like, there's no world she's talking about this season, and I do mm -hmm. not believe Laurel has ever been on a season with her. But it would be so preposterous that she would be saying this. That maybe I'm I gaslit myself, mm -hmm. and and no, like she can't really think that Laurel is more to blame than Nani, right? I mean, look, she's reached a level of paranoia that Amber is mocking her. So clearly, she's reached. <laughs> levels of conspiracies that Laurel is behind all this and has gotten in her head and she's letting it fester and fester and fester and fester and this is the outcome okay well YOLO we can take it right to the zone unless there's anything else you want to talk about no that's it I mean they, they, again they, they teased up clearly Veronica was going to pull the safe uh, sword because they were the only people to have a conversation about it beforehand so that was pretty clear going in but even when they were pulling it and they were debating um, 
like who to save. And I was like, well, that would mean that they're voting in Laurel and Jack, which would be even doubly as bad. But no, they went ahead and did it. So um, they went ahead and voted in Laurel and Jack. But I guess after the way the conversation between Michelle and Laurel went down, I get, you were kind of they were forced into doing that because then there was clearly no coming back um, from that relationship. So at that point, you might as well throw them in. But I mean, that that conversation was just there. But that was classic Laurel. Like that was, I mean, like you said, it was like really bad gameplay. Like, I mean, you could, she probably could have saved themselves if she like pandered to Michelle there, but that is just absolutely not who Laurel is. And I love that about her. So it was just hysterical. She was like, what do you want me to say? You already voted me in. We can't, there's nothing to salvage here. We're done. You're on my dead list. So go away. I love that. And I also love Jack when he finally is able to let out his true feelings. He's in the elimination and he's just like, well, I'm not a rat piece of garbage. Like the first <laughs> <Yeah. in>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there it is. Zero to 100. Really good. And I do have a bone. Is- I, go oh. ahead. I was going to say, I have a bone to pick with the swords. Um, they're not different enough. Like, the safe that it's in white, and when you pull the sword out, there's always like a glare from like the spotlights are surrounding the zone. That it's hard to tell. Obviously, here it doesn't matter because it was the last one, but I can't see super clearly that the person is pulling the safe is pulling the safe. Like it should be a different color. Like make it purple or make it like not even a sword. Just make you pulling something else out of the of the hole there. But like it, it looks too similar. I can't see clearly. Like oh, they pull the safe one right on the spot. No, I agree. I think they like that in a way that like the contestants don't know right away, and they're like, uh. Uh-huh. But I don't think it works. I agree. Like the end of it should be like bloody, like the red, like should be red right. or something. Or, or what if they did it like drawing straws? They always do this in Good Mythical Morning. But like, what if it's like one is very small and stubby, one is like normal, and then one is like a magician's handkerchief and just continues <laughs> to come out. The longer one, <laughs> the next straws you have to pull a quarter out from behind TJ's ear, and that'll tell you if you're going in. <laughs> oh my god um here's my question what is salvaged or gained by saying it's not you jack it's you're tied to a horrific (laughs) beast of a partner like what are you like okay like he'll go to bat for you later and laurel just hate you silently Right. Because it, also, it's not like this is like rivals, right? Where it's like the partners might hate each other or it's exes and it's like, oh, I know I'm stuck with this stupid person. I wish I could get rid of him. It's literally ride or dies. Like you're insulting <laughs> the person's best friend. Like, what do they expect to happen? Oh, yeah, screw this ride or die. I hope he dies. I, I That's what I hope happens. Like, no, they, they're ride or die paired for a reason. They're like very close. So insulting them is not going to help your cause. It's it's a it's a real puzzle. <laughs> it makes no it's sense. Just, I mean, from, uh, uh, I mean, Jay and Michelle unbelievably would have been better off losing this daily. I think they would be better off standing in the game if they had just lost the daily and not gone through any of this. So not great. Well, that's true. And what's frustrating about it is like. They went from a bad position to a worse position. And normally mm-hmm. there's nothing more exciting than when someone in a bad position gets power because they've got almost nothing to lose. But Jay and Michelle managed to lose what little they had to lose. Yeah, they found wow. the, sli- the sliver of extra plates that they can lose. They moved <laughs> down the pecking order, losing Kim and Colleen. They blew up Jay's really close friend with Jack. And they made all the vets even more... Uh, suspect of them because they don't like do anything by the book or anything. So they, they, everyone's out on everyone's out on Jay and Michelle now. I do think maybe there's a world this like redemption story comes of like bananas and Nani win next week and then by the grace of this move, our Jay and Michelle are saved for one week. But I really don't care. Like from a winnering perspective. If they are safe one week and then go home a week later or go in a week later, I will not have said that this was worthwhile, even with one week of safety yeah. for bananas and Ani. No, not not because yeah, that the so getting the one week of safety had it just be one component of like an outcome of them winning, and it could not have been the main course of what they got out of it. Um, they needed to get a lot more. So, not <sighs> absolutely brutal. Veronica really, uh, really taking one for the team for the producers to really set up a nice commercial break, right? Being like. 
you know, I thought about this hard and I needed something from Anissa and I just didn't get it. Long pause. She almost should have just said cut to commercial and then come back. <laughs> but in the end, I decided to go with the person I've known for 20 years over the person I've known for 20 seconds. So give it Colleen, you're going. What do you make of that strategy? I, I, I genuinely think she was doing a TV moment. Like, I think Veronica knows this is obviously a TV show. She's been around the block. She's crafting the TV moment of, I want, and also subtly also wanted to take a shot at Anissa to like make sure Anissa is getting close to her, but also knows how to do it. She knows how to make a TV moment, knows how to make an episode. And it's like, I'm going to call this shot because I know this will set the stage perfectly. Yeah, I, I like that interpretation. It's not what I thought of, but it makes me feel better about it. So I like it um because i was sort of like you're you're like taking a shot without taking a shot you're knocking her down a peg you're casting doubt on the relationship and it seems like at least from the edit that anisa's takeaway was that veronica like kind of can't be trusted and i'll do her own thing and took her by surprise but could that have all been a tv moment on both sides could production have said like hey veronica like pretend like it's a tough decision and then she goes with that Mm -hmm. absolutely i prefer that interpretation so elimination, give me some slack. Oh, wait, sorry. One um, one more thing about that before oh, we sure. uh, press on. Conspiracy theory. Do you think that there's any world that Anissa didn't talk to Veronica on purpose because she was sort of double dipping with Laurel and Veronica? Like, is there, are you disincentivized after the example that was made of Tommy and Sis to communicate deals even with your close alliances? I think it was more that she just assumed there was already a deal in place with the type of thing where you don't think you need, you need to check in like with your close friend or like your long term friend or uh, if this was like a newer relationship and Nisa would have been more inclined to do it. But she was like, ah, I don't need to check with Veronica. Of course, we're going to save each other in this spot, especially against a rookie. It's not like it was debating, you know, between like another vet and then maybe she would have been more inclined to do something. But I, I think it was just she just assumed that they were good. All right, sorry, Beck, as you were. Yeah. Give me some slack. Uh, one person is lifted up to reveal what the puzzle, what the code or puzzle is. The other person has to follow what they're saying. It's uh, two different colors and a shape on a block. They have to stat, uh, order them in the correct way. Um, I think it was like 16 of them or so. Um, and you have to, yeah, there's the puzzle. Like this challenge again, we're in a place where it's like really relies on the ride or die theme. Communication is important. You know, it's it's like a you know, another iteration of a kind of classic challenge we've seen. I thought it was mm-hmm. a, a really good elimination. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the the issue is this is like very similar to what they did like two weeks ago, right? Where you had to flip over, eat, like you're matching the things up. It's like almost like it's like very very close to that same type of elimination. So. I think I would like to get away from like one person calling out pairs or matches to the other person. I feel like we can do things a little bit better. Especially because someone pointed this out as well, especially for people, since they are casting from around the world where communication is huge and like English is not a lot of these people's first languages. Like it's probably really tough to communicate in your second or even third language, whatever it might be. So I think that could have added an extra challenge there for Kim and Colleen. Um, but so maybe, maybe dial back a little bit more physical for the next few. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel as similar to me as the like as repetitive, but I, I take the point. It's a really good point on the language uh, piece. I wonder if like they because they both speak German, right? They're both German. I, I, I imagine yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah, I imagine for TV, they didn't want them to be speaking German, but like it wouldn't bother me to have their communication and subtitles. Um, I don't know. I feel like we yeah. could probably pretty accurately understand what they would be saying. I think they're saying the color and the shape. (laughs) It's not like they're planning out a strategic assault on someone. They're just discussing what the puzzle pieces are. It's totally okay. Did they get you at all with the uh, edit that Kim and Colleen were going to win? A couple times. I thought, I mean, it was obviously pretty close. I think TJ said they just missed it by one one piece. Um, So obviously they were very close. so yeah, I, I thought it was got could have gone on the way. I was definitely rooting for Laurel. I thought obviously them coming back just adds more to it. Gets rid of the other rookie rookie team. 
keeps things more interesting for the house. So I was definitely happy with the result. Yeah, I don't know why I never thought for one second Kim and Colleen were going to win. And not because they didn't perform really well and communicate well and keep a level head. And and Jack and Laurel were a disaster in a way that Laurel can be when she's in a pressure situation. Uh, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just knew in my bones that they were not winning this. And it's fascinating because not only did it hurt Jay and Jack's relationship, but it seems to have supercharged Jack, uh, Jack and Laurel's. And they sort of go yeah. through b- battle together. Laurel has such a good reaction. Jack being like, let me down so I can hug my best friend. And now any, mm-hmm. like to the extent that Michelle was correct in picking up on any like dissension that might be between them, that Jack is loyal to Jay, but um, Laurel's not. Like now Jack has absolutely no reason to side with anyone besides Laurel and whoever Laurel wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has anyone ever He's said been to radicalized. you? Uh, <laughs> has anyone said to you that you yelling at them is their comfort sound? Has that ever been shared? Don't, be, don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got that was funny from Jack. I like him. That was a good comment. That was good. Um, what did you think of the send off for Kim and Colleen from TJ? Yeah, I mean, what, what did you expect? I, I mean, TJ was certainly not going to give them the biggest, like, uh, warmest uh, goodbyes. So, you know, are you serious? Catch you later. Was like everyone loves you too. He was incredible. He oh. was effusive. I, I thought more about like the like the, you know hope to see you. I feel like he didn't say that though. The hope to see you back. He didn't say that, but back. he was like, "Everybody loves you. <laughs> You're the best." Mm. <laughs> Would you best. rather come back and be bad. hated or never come back and everyone <laughs> loves you? I'd rather be blissfully aware of my annoyance. <laughs> um, next week should be interesting. Fessel's gonna maybe move on to Laurel. Trouble and banana dice with uh, Nani and bananas. Yeah. Very interesting. For episode six, that'll be good. Yeah. Actually, Couple is questions. Was that a joke? Oh, by the way, it was. It's really gonna be twenty-two episodes. You're usually you have your finger on the pulse. I just let these wash over me. That's crazy. Oh man. All right. Couple <laughs> questions. Go for it. Uh, Ali Lacasse says, I know you recorded episode three already, but dare I say that we might have a great new candidate for Mitch Watch. Casey's brother, insert name here, I believe it's Kenny, is in the background of a couple great of the club scenes and has big Mitch energy. Great one. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, again, if Casey is the more uh, outgoing of the two, and obviously Casey <laughs> is very well known for having zero confessions in an episode, somehow Kevin might have negative confessions. Kenny! Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, uh, well, I said I meant, I, I think I said Kevin, but it's still also wrong. Uh, Kenny, um, yeah, I mean, anytime Kenny is uh, that, almost add that to the drinking game. Anytime Kenny's on the screen, you might have to take a drink because there's going to be very little airtime for him. Is that your official rule that you're adding? I, I think I might be. I don't know. I'll, I'll tweak it. It's actually, that's a little mean to do anything. He's on the screen. But I'll do uh, I'll do the similar that I wanted for Casey, right? Anytime he has a confessional, that's not about the daily. So preemptively add that. Now, I want to clarify. Not about the daily, meaning like not summarizing the rules or not talking about the daily. Like if they win and he gets a confessional, not, like, I'm so stoked we performed so well. Does that count? That's fine. It can't just be like, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like now I have to go lift up this puzzle piece. Yeah, it can't be a narrative uh confessional. It has to be like him offering okay. something. Okay. Anytime Kenny offers something, that's horrific. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. But another question is like, I would be remiss if I did not give you an opportunity to discuss uh last week's episode oh, and yeah. Nelson's win. It it, it is unbelievable. I mean, look. It's unbelievable that it happened. Because I, I was even thinking about it. I feel like this has been one of my longest streaks of like doing it in a row, like not missing a week. I feel like I've been doing it for like, I feel like I haven't really missed one in a while. And the fact that I finally had to miss one and freaking Nelson does win. And I don't know what this means. I don't have much clout in the challenge streets or people were just super respectful, but I wasn't spoiled at all. Like I watched it. I was like, holy shit, he won. This is crazy. But I had like no mentions of like anything. I was like, I don't know if people are being nice or just like I haven't made an impact for people to want to spoil it for me. I hope it's like people are being nice. Thank you. 
Um, but I was like unbelievably surprised when he won. I mean, you heard me on the podcast congratulate myself for not saying something to you. Uh, It (laughs) was very hard, at least for me. You have clout with me. It was very hard for me, especially because you texted me about the drinking game. And I was like, (laughs) I did. I saw, yeah, the only thing I said, Kyle's thing. I was like, oh, let me send this out to Allie. Um, And nothing else about Nelson winning. It was unbelievable. But like, uh, yeah, the timing of it couldn't have been better or worse. Tweet to Brian. Cohen Brian underscore. If you found it difficult not to spoil him, uh, so he can thank you and feel the clap. Yeah, well, now we're back to one, baby. One <laughs> now we're back one. It's been one day since our last nonsense. <laughs> uh, and of course, he was like dead last too, so it was like coming back to his roots. Else was back. <laughs> um, I'll add a drinking game rule. I don't know if we want to do the report first. Done the things out of order uh, all well, day today, and I'm fine with it. Add it that I'll that I'll recap. I'm gonna steal because I didn't have any ideas. And Crusoe wrote to us: Should a drinking game question be take a drink anytime Horatio's hair or Horatio's hair is perfect when it absolutely should be messed up? Love it. Haven't noticed it. Great. I believe you. Horatio's hair. You love to see it. Um, Eleven for this week. Uh, four TJ compliments, lots of them during the daily. Uh, three dual confessionals. Uh, three nicknames. Darrell called Veronica Shorty or Shorty V. Uh, someone said Dave and Dave. Oh, I guess that's for uh, Tori and uh, Devin. Um, and I don't know what the third one was. I guess he's counting Dave and Dave twice. Okay. And then. One ridiculous metaphor, Jack saying the boat is like a rescue boat from the Mayflower. There's your 11. Love it. All right. We'll be back next week for episode six. You can follow me at Cohen Brian underscore. Subscribe. Robberswebsite.com slash challenge feed. They can follow you. You can follow me at Lash Tweets. Uh, we're on an unbelievable streak. Better than Nelson's winning record now uh, of NGOG yeah. coming out on time. Uh, check that out. We had an absolutely unhinged Akiva, instant Akiva classic, anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. And if I may, Brian, I have to make mm, an appeal because oh boy, <sighs> I've always fancied myself an incredible motivator for five-star reviews. And it's, it definitely has to be both of us. Like we have always solicited Mm -hmm. an unbelievable ratio of reviews to listeners. And I don't really know about the listeners, but like amongst our peers in the podcast world. And Mm -hmm. we've never offered anything. We just say, you know, we really appreciate it. This season I don't know if we have just hmm. maxed out and everyone who listens has left a review, which is possible. doesn't seem to co- collaborate with the numbers we're aware of, but it's definitely possible. But if you're out there and you've been like, which I'll admit I've been this person in the past, like anytime there's a plea for reviews, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, someone else will do it. If you have been free riding mm-hmm. and you feel like I'll get, I'll write a review at some point, let now be that point because I am upset because nobody has really told us they're out there this season uh mm-hmm. and if you don't feel like it's believable or you don't i mean if you don't believe it, it's not true to you to do it do not do it i'm not asking for inflated reviews but if you're out there and you've been meaning to do it please do it i check it all the time and there's been almost no update thank you to those who have already reviewed us but this is my one impassioned plea for the season um, it's always great to get the feedback. So as Brian said, you go to robinswebsite.com slash challenge feed. And I think it takes you right to the, the iTunes, but I can't be sure. Well, should, should we set a number? I feel like we do well when we set numbers. Like a but Brian, number. we're so not yeah, even, yeah. normally we're like in an uptick world. And, right. you know, we can really say like, look, I just went to challenge and we're not even in the first four that come up. I've never had that before. So, like, we haven't oh got a review since October 14th. We have a five-star rating with 1.1 thousand ratings. So, again, we appreciate the love, and I'm setting myself up. I'm setting us up to get a million one-stars right now, but this is well, I, we got to be fair, vulnerable. I, now. I see. I just Googled 
challenge on my uh, podcast app. I see his third. That's not bad. All right. Well, don't listen to Brian. Get my algorithm on. <laughs> we need anyway. more. And if, but again, if you, if you hate us, pass on by. <laughs> yeah, look, if you hate us, you know, put the five stars and then write something negative. But at least you're giving us the five stars and the comments. No, I want okay. honest five-star reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just to clarify. Keep it positive. We'll be back. Keep, Keep it us positive. positive. <laughs> Episode six next week. <laughs> Until then, have a good one. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.